Yo, what's up, guys? We are the White Potatoes. On March 3rd, 2020, the United States podcasters established an elite podcast school for the top 1% of its podcasters. Its purpose was to teach the latest art of podcasting and to ensure the handful of men and women who graduated were the best podcasters in the world. They succeeded. Today, the world calls it podcasting school. <laughs> the flyers call it the right My potatoes. Copywritten, we can't really do it with the real music. Yeah, (laughs) we can't afford it. (laughs) What's up, guys? My name's Steven. And I'm James. And we are the the Right Right Potatoes. Potatoes. Obviously, classified elite podcasters. Because of what I just read. Yeah. And obviously, if you didn't know, we're doing the movie Top Gun Maverick. All right. Let's give you some info. (laughs) Top Gun Maverick was released on May 27th, 2022. That's my brother's birthday, by the way. Is it? yeah. It's two, day, <laughs> two days before my birthday. I, exactly. Nice. It's, anyway, which is three days before my birthday. Ooh. I think, know. right? Is it? Three? June? How many days are in May? Uh, it's 31. Well, then you have what? You're the 29th, so two, five, four days. Nice. Four days. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know months. Top Gun Maverick was released on May 27, 2022 and was directed by Joseph Kaczynski. The film stars Tom Cruise. 31 days. 31 days? Four yeah. days. Yeah, so four days before mine. Oh, Ooh. Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, and Glenn Powell. The film had a budget of $170 million USD and went on to make $1.488 billion with a B in the box office. God damn. That's pretty crazy. Worth it. So. Like, yeah, this is a movie I'd say you you had to watch in theaters. You know, and <clears throat> since I didn't, I I feel like we should have for sure. Yeah, this, I would agree uh, there's with a that. few I was like, fuck, why didn't I see this in theaters? But this, yeah, this is one of them. I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I gotta go check my stubs, but I bought the IMAX tickets for this one. Yeah. So it's like, I, you can't not watch it. That's literally all Taylor does now. Yeah. Is buy IMAX tickets. Is she? Yep. I'll buy it if Every it's time. if it's worth the IMAX. Speaking of which, we're going to probably go see uh, Avatar this week. Still haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but she wants to go see it in theaters. So. It's good in IMAX. I'll give you that. Okay. Fair enough. I ha- I'll have to watch it just in general. Yeah. Like I said, I'll like, I have to see if the movie's worth it. Yeah. Like if it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to see Scream 6 in IMAX, you know. Something like that. I'll watch Scream 6 wherever, baby. <laughs> but if it's at something, if it's at like a big tentpole, like fucking Top Gun, I watch Star Wars, Ooh, the yeah. good, the good, the good one <laughs> in IMAX and shit. I even saw fucking John Wick the first one in IMAX. That was probably tight though. It was fucking John Wick's just yeah. tight in general. Hell yeah. We'll have to go see the new one, Indiana Jones. Definitely will be an IMAX film. Yes. Did you see that they're remaking? Uh, obviously, we're just spewing right now, guys. Uh-huh. Get over it. But did you see that they're remaking Back to the Future? Or there's like a teaser out there of a Back to the Future thing? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, but you have like Marty and Doc in it and shit uh-huh. still. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Taylor showed me this little teaser thing and I was like, I don't know if that's real. 
But if that's real, I mean, I'll watch it. I hope. I don't know. There's some that I don't think that should be touched. Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Unless, like, the people know what they're doing. Unless, Yeah. And I don't know if, like, I don't know if I trust anybody going back to Back to the Future. Yeah. I would agree. Because it's just, I don't know. It ended well. There's not. I don't know if there's not any, anything more you could go about. Which, I mean, they are supposed to continue on to the afterlife. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, it might be fine. Like, seeing what happens when the kids are a little bit older and they're still doing the same thing. But yeah. I don't think they need a remake. I'm tired of remakes, honestly, for yeah. a lot of the shit. Garbage. Yeah, remakes, take it or leave it. But if it's, like, the sequel to the franchise, I don't know. Some of them. It's a little better. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Has a little, little more time to cook. I don't know. Yeah. Or you could just ruin Ghostbusters like you did with that one. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> uh, that's okay, though. All right, but you know what we're going to talk about? The synopsis for this movie. Hey, Amen. There we go. Segways. <laughs> After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. Ooh, shit. Because it's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. Impossible, if you will. Which, I guess that's a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't give away too much. It's just straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, Can't complain too, too much. But... Let's go through these uh, pinchy statistics for the movie. Tomato Meter, or Critics, gave it a 96%. This is an average rating, 8.2 out of 10. Total ratings, 459. 441 being fresh, 18 being rotten. Audience gave it a 99%. Average rating of 4.9 out of 5. Average rate, or total ratings, sorry, more than 50,000. IMDb gave it an 8.3 out of 10. Caution Spoilers gave it a 5 out of 5. Mm. And only 80% of Google what? users <laughs> like this movie. Oh, huh, that's weird. Which doesn't add up. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, it was pretty damn good. It was like every person I told to watch this movie who, has, who like has never seen it, I was like, it has no right being this damn good for a movie. Yeah. For a sequel to a movie that came out more than 30 years ago. Yeah. Which, obviously, I read through these... Like, some of these reviews uh-huh. when, when typing some shit. Yeah. But some of them, I get it. Mm-hmm. But others, I'm just like, dude, this movie is pretty fucking good. It's, <laughs> I, I can't... Mo- most of the time, I'm like, you know me, I'll, I'll pick apart stuff and do this. But this yeah. one, I like, I can't find the flaw. I don't see the seam. Yeah. Well, and it hit every button for you. Yeah. Where, you know, just every single... Every single thing you wanted to happen in this movie happened. Yeah. And it was good. And even the stuff you kind of predicted, it's still like, it didn't lessen the movie. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. That's okay. This is one of the movies, like, I've watched five times since it... (laughs) Holy shit. Since it it came out and since I bought it, I've watched it five times. I've only seen it once. It's... (laughs) I, I could watch this movie a lot. It's so... It's perfect. Yeah, I'll say it's it. really it's good. It's perfect, in my opinion. Well, obvious foreshadowing. Ooh, obvious foreshadowing. <laughs> we already know what beef is going to give this. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. 
All right. <laughs> Let's get on to these critics' positive reviews. Critics' positive reviews. We want the thrill of suspense to root for the characters and be in awe of cinema, to be in awe of cin cinematography, and to share the collective experience of unity in watching a film with strangers. This movie gives you that and more. True. I should have watched it in the theaters. Yes. Oh, your ass would have been shaking in them seats. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Just my whole body. Yeah. My yeah. My nipples wouldn't stop moving. <laughs> Staring at Tom Cruise the whole time. Oh, you have no idea. Nipple pointing. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, after years of uncertainty with the pandemic, Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick has saved movie theaters, revitalizing their business with a great film. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised for the cost, how much money it made, though. It's yeah. It's like a fucking crazy amount. Billion? Yeah. A Billion I was surprised dollars. it would make up. I thought I was gonna do, I don't know, eight, seven hundred yeah. million, something like that. App. Like, well, that's that's pretty good, but nope. Fuck. Those numbers just kept climbing. Blew it. Yeah. Number three. What is that? Burnished nineteen eighties blockbuster nostalgia as Tom Cruise and producer Jerry Bruckheimer prove that they can still make them like they used to. Strap in for the thrilling, thrillingly real aerial dogfights. Ooh, so good. Yes. Number four. Visually and emotionally satisfying in ways that you think would be uh, the norm for big movies featuring families and explosions, but aren't, but, but very much aren't. Okay. Yeah. How'd you feel about the emotions? I thought it was good. Yeah. Is there, I, I liked how that was one of the major themes throughout the whole movie. Uh -huh. Is literally Tom Cruise beating the fuck out of himself because... Because of what some, something that he had no control over happened. Correct. Yeah, but it's cool because it's like you get to see that, and then you see, obviously, the son, right? Yeah. And you're thinking that, oh, he's just fucking pissed off mm -hmm. because he still thinks that this guy fucking straight iced his dad or whatever yeah. was responsible. And then it's like, nah, he just made me fucking take longer, basically, in school is essentially what it was, right? Yeah. Or was like the excuse that he used. Way. Yeah. And then you find out that, like, that's not his fault either. Yeah. <laughs> to where it's just like, his, yeah, his... His mom told me not to yep. make him do this, so I I did what I had to do. Yep. And I'd rather have him hate me than him hate her. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh. And that fucking gets you, dude. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. That was when I was just like, when we were watching it, and I was like, when's the last time we seen Tom Cruise act? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, uh, what's that quote the fucking homie in the theater said? Oh, you, you can't, can't bruise, bruise the cruise? You can't bruise the cruise? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's, that's so good. I want that. I want to make that sticker. <laughs> dude. Maybe we should get that on the shirt. You Let's can't bruise the cruise, and it's just him with his middle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right, and lastly, number five. So, so why did Top Gun Maverick strike such a chord with audiences? It's a film about feeling relevant, about change, about changing world, parenthood, friendship. It resonates. It does, and you got that babe that he's all about. Oh, know? Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Fine wine, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Fine wine. Amen, brother. I was just like, damn, she has no right looking that good. Right. <laughs> you know what? I wish these guys looked better. <laughs> Critics negative reviews. Critics negative reviews. Number one. If a more cheesy sensibility is what you're looking for, then you'll likely enjoy the hell out of this film. Okay. Where's the cheese? It's this one's. I feel like less cheesy, cheese but it, it's still fucking. I mean, it still hits. Yeah, I did like the cheese in the first one though. It was pretty, pretty. Yeah, funny. but it's like, 
It's eighties. Yeah. It's the eighties cheese. That's good. It's because everyone wants that. Yeah. Get some like Jean Claude Van Damme kind of shit. Even I don't know if he was in the eighties, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. When Bloodsport come out. The eighties. It was eighties. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You got <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. It flies higher than the original with a few aerial sequences that demonstrate Cruz's skill at piloting anything. But I don't find the sense of adrenaline in the flight routines and the predictable missions in the danger zone. What? Did he uh did he actually pilot something in this? Uh looks like I maybe. <laughs> I had to look at my phone. I'm curious, but I don't think he he probably got behind something, but yeah. I don't think it was a fucking F eighteen. Yeah. Toward like There's no way. They wouldn't not even the US military or how much money he threw at them, they'd be like, No, we can't have you yeah be flying this fucker around. I mean that'd be tight if you like trained up and did all the shit for yeah. it, but yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Number three. Forced ode to the original doesn't fully embrace the cheese. No. But times change, you know? It is very true. Their beef. Number four. As much fun as it is when a familiar formula is well executed, this movie is also an altar to America's obsession with youthfulness. Its exaltation of white Superman. Its worship <laughs> of heavy artillery and sigh. Its objectification of women as trophies. Mm -hmm. Wow. Don't ever go watch a movie ever again, please. I fucking hate you. <laughs> white Superman. White Superman. The white savior. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Let's go. He is I, the, I don't really care for him, but it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Other people I just, do. I respect Tom Cruise because he's like, he knows what the audience wants and he's willing to push his body to the limits yeah. to give it to us. Because he does like a bunch of his own stunts and shit. He does and a lot of a his fucking own gangster. And he's just like, this is what they want. This is what we're gonna do, and this is what I'm gonna give to them. Yeah. And that's why I have respect for him. Like, I'll watch anything he does. You know who he should have played? He should have played fucking Johnny Cage oh. in a movie. Any movie. <laughs> just any great. Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have been kind of tight. That would be. Because he's basically what Johnny Cage is like. I feel like is staged after, right? Yeah. Which is why it's kind of funny. He, Tom Cruise is like one of the last movie stars, I feel. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that, like, they'll bring bring money to whatever movie they're in, but he's, like, the movie star, I yeah. think. I wonder how... Do you know how much he made for this film? Let's see. He probably took a cut. Well, he's a producer, too, so... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. I'll finish this one out while Beef looks it up. Number five. Practically a beat-for-beat -beat remake of the original with non-existent screenplay that has so little interest in exploring the man of its title decades later that the film may as well be set in 1987. Nah, because you can't get away with it. It's not the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're stupid. <laughs> you're a freaking doofus. Non-existent screenplay, but also little interest in exploring the man of its title. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it explores how he feels, what he's been up to, how, like... Even in the synopsis, is like he's been dodging fucking promotions yep. this whole time because he still wants to be the pilot. Yep. Super good. Yeah. There, everything about this movie was just great. The fact that he gets thrown in to teach the school when he didn't want to. Yeah. And then the dude gets pissed. And then he kicks him out. And then he fucking is like, well, guess what? This is doable, bitch. Here we yeah. go. I'm going to do this and piss everybody off. Anyway. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this can be flown. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, dude, he fucking kills it so tight. That scene was probably one of my favorites because uh -huh. it's just a big fucking middle finger. Yeah, a big fuck you to that yeah. guy. And he's like, it can be done. And he's like, now my hands are tied. Now you have to fucking fly this thing. Yeah. 
All right, here we go. While while talking about the cast, we already know how much Tom Cruise made through Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it is twenty million, but he took home a huge check of a hundred million because Cruise also earns from the box office profits. Holy shit! Yeah, hundred and twenty mil for one movie. Yeah. Whew. Got to be tight, dude. You got to be smart like that, you know. Like yeah. you could, you could take a like a like a pay like a pay decrease. Mm-hmm. But then. But then you're like, oh, I get box, yeah, I can box take, office. I could take box office receipts, and I'll be like, okay, and then I'll think about the long run. Yeah. Until afterwards, that's what um, Alec Guinness, Alec Guinness did for Star Wars, because he uh, he's like ah, uh, what do you, he called it fairy tale nonsense. Yeah. Star Wars, but then they're like, we'll give you uh box office receipts, and he's like, sure, I'll do it, and that fucking made him millions. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, think about that too. That's fucking crazy. Because even if it, in your first box office weekend you just made, yeah. you know, there's 40, 40 million, mm-hmm. 450 million, whatever in your first weekend, how much of a percentage are you getting of that? You know? Yeah. But there's, I mean, billions here. Mm-hmm. That's fucking huge. So, anyway, I think that's fucking tight. Yeah, that's smart. You got to be smart about it sometimes. Well, all the time, if actually. I ever become famous, I'll let you know uh, the best route. There you go. <laughs> All right, and um, if yeah. we ever become famous, we will for the taters, for the taters, for you guys, from you guys. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Audience positive reviews. Audience positive reviews. Only seen the first Top Gun once as a child, and I have a vague memory of the characters. Yeah, this one managed to draw me in, draw me in instantly, and left me sat there wishing it hadn't ha- have to fully have it have to end. Fully enjoyed this movie, one of the best of the year. Agreed. Yeah, it's really good. Did it make my list last year? Yeah, I think I, yeah, it did. Should have. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure. I'm sorry, I, my memory is it's from all non-existent. What's <laughs> <laughs> my? Uh, I'm a high functioning alcoholic. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Anyways, don't uh, shut up. Anyways, <laughs> number two, awesome movie, faithful to the original. With a whole new spin. Great action, great music, great fun. This kind of movie we expect to watch in the theaters. Amen. Even though I didn't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was worth it, but yeah. As long as you've seen it, fuck yeah. Gold. Number three. Attention Hollywood. This is how to make and promote a movie. The viewer does not need to see the whole movie in its ad. Make it a secret and keep the surprise intact. Oh, thank Agreed. you. I fucking love that one. That one is... Across the board. Yeah. You like, definitely... Oh, I fucking hate that, dude. There's nothing worse than seeing... They do it a lot for horror movies. Yeah. And that's what pisses me off. It's like you have four jump scares and you showed them all in the fucking preview. Yeah, like... It's boring. Pissed yeah, me I just love the whole... I loved, like, back in the day when it's just, like, one trailer and that's all you get. Yep. There was, there was barely the internet, so you can't... You don't have time to fucking look it up. If you've seen it in the theater, that's the... Like, holy shit. Yeah, I gotta see this. That's that's kind of what I like though. Uh-huh. I like the less is better for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, give me a quick fucking, almost like uh, what Barbarian did, for example. Yeah, because like, you had you no fucking clue what yeah. what was coming, and so that's why I thought that one was done well. But yeah, just keep your keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, don't yeah <laughs> don't, don't give, ruin it. Don't give me it all. Don't ruin anything. Just tell give me the gist, and I'll if I want to see it, I'll see it. Yep, and I'll be happy with the surprises. Amen. Number four, uh, the return of the mindless, totally thrilling action movie. Tom Cruise never ages, nor does Jennifer Connelly. Loved the first one. Loved this one. Amen. And lastly, number five, 
It was it's fun and very entertaining. I enjoyed every moment of this film. But what's the role of Con Connolly in this movie? What's the importance of her character in the movie? It doesn't hurt the film, but the role was struck off. Okay. We're still somewhat positive, I guess. Yeah. What do you think her role was? So she was one of his... Uh, I think she was the... I don't want to say it like the stick. Yeah. I guess. The ground, like to keep him grounded. Correct. And I think... I think she was put there for him to actually finally be done. Yeah. And that was kind of like where, where she came in. Mm -hmm. It's like he's got to be, like you're saying, grounded. Right? And she's what's there to ground him. And that was it. That was it. That's why the love interest was there. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, because even like everyone in the, no, Rooster was like, what do you, you don't have a family. What do you care? Yeah. And shit like that. And it's maybe, maybe it is time. Yep. Time to hang up the old spurs, you know? I would. <laughs> just for you, Miss Conley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I wouldn't do that for? Audience negative reviews. <laughs> Audience negative reviews. Number one. I watched the first restart. I watched the first one so many times when I was eight, I memorized it. I really can't understand how people love it so much. It was so cheesy and predictable, like they had a checklist of nostalgia items and other token plot points and characters. Felt so scripted, like an Aaron Sorkin show, where everything falls perfectly into place and has a specific purpose. That should be uh, po um, positive to me, right? That's what I mean. It almost sounds like they were they're like, oh, the first one was so cheesy and shitty, but I don't get why people like this one so much. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? It was so cheesy and predictable, like good or bad. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, I actually like the fact that they took this movie and ended on that note. Yeah. Because it, I I hate loose ends. Uh-huh. And this yeah, one just hit everything for me. Yeah, and then all it the was threads were done. no loose threads. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, fuck you. Number two, <laughs> what the heck was that? I must be losing my mind or the world has gone insane. Maybe my standards are too high. I don't know. I'll stick with the memory of the original. Why would you stick with the memory? It you may, just put it, it in. <laughs> it built upon the foundation of the original and made it better. I I think it. Honestly, I like this one better than the yeah, original. same so. here. Oh, but we're not talking about that yet. Oops, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> number three. This movie isn't good. I'm sad that it's so highly rated by those nostalgic for the Reagan era. Oh. Okay. What the fuck? Right. Number four. Other than... <laughs> they spelled then wrong. Idiots. <laughs> other than new characters added to this movie, Top Gun Maverick felt like a 2.0. It couldn't even compare to the first one. I gave it a full one star for the effects that rest, that rest was cheesy. Oh. The effects were fucking phenomenal, first of all. I would agree with that. Yeah. Especially since it was so well filmed. And it was so fun. Yeah. So much fun. Okay. Anyway, the rest was cheesy. Go fuck yourself. Because huh. it wasn't. No. Number five. Very boring film. Was very predictable. I foreshadowed almost the entire film. Has a very trite and unoriginal plot. Yeah, I'm sure you did. It's fucking cool guy. It's beat for beat the first one. Yeah. Which we like. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It literally... It's the film that would have been the film if we had what we have now. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Which is okay. I love the fact that they incorporate the sun into it, though. Because mm -hmm. that, that whole thing was fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, it's... It's... I've... Uh, and needed. Yeah. I hated the whole pull it... I, I didn't hate it. I loved just the whole pull at your heartstrings where he's just like, my father trusted you. And he's like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. And you see it affect Tom Cruise, though, too. And I'm just like... Oh, 
Yeah, every time. Damn, boy. You getting it. <laughs> um, beef. Not that I necessarily need to ask, but what would you have given this film? 100%. All right. I'm going to go with a 90... I'll go 95, just because obviously I'm not a big... I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy, but this one definitely it was better to me than the original. Uh-huh. So I don't remember what I gave it, but this one I would say 95 is fucking solid. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you watch the first one just to be able to watch this one. Yeah. Otherwise, this one doesn't make much sense. The one thing I wish they, this one had was uh, in the original, they did the um, the the jet upside down, like oh, following yeah. him. And his dad took a picture. Yeah. And I was hope I was like, that'd be cool if they had that picture he took. <laughs> the Polaroid. <laughs> and it's just like, what is that? And I was like, oh, your dad took that picture oh, fuck, that of us funny. doing the scorp the the cobra maneuver, whatever the fuck. Dude, that'd be tight. Yeah. I just wanted to see that it didn't, it was just a minor thing. Dude, I didn't care. And the fact that Val Kilmer was in it. Val still, fucking Kilmer shows dude, up. I, when I saw, I was like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. He's still just kicking, but he came back for this movie. And the fact that he like was talking, mm-hmm. I was like, oof, fucking gangster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys already know what time it is. It is time for those motherfucking fun facts with. James, baby. And now, fun facts with James. That's me. At the insistence of Tom Cruise, minimal green screen and CGI arrow shots exist in this film. And even the close-up cockpit shots are taken with an with uh, taken during in-flight real in-flight sequences. This meant that uh, much of the cast had to undergo extensive G-force training sessions to withstand the physical demands of g-force pressures during flights that's tight they're fucking so in they there did, yeah they did g-force fucking training yeah that shit sucks you ever fucking nope never done some so i never felt the g's before if you go to like well roller coasters right? oh roller coasters yeah so there was one in six flags magic mountain called tatsu and this ride basically what it does is it leans you forward so you're looking at the ground as you're going through it uh-huh. and there's like this uh I don't even know how to explain it. It's basically like a half loop, but you're going straight, and then you go into this loop, and as you're going down, dude, the pressure is so fucking hard on you. Yeah. It literally left marks from the harnesses on my dad's and my chest, dude. I was like, tight. (laughs) I I just (laughs) think of like being in a jet as like 10 times that. Oh, of course. Which is gnarly. I want to black out. According to Miles Taylor, the cast got to choose their own call signs. He chose Rooster because it was the same family as Goose. Yeah, dude, so sick. Yeah. That's tight. And also, according to Miles Teller, three of three of the six new actors threw up every day of filming in the Jets. Holy shit. Three of six? Yeah. I'd probably be that one of those guys. I vegan. would be too. <laughs> I can only handle for so long and then I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. I puke to make myself feel better though sometimes, you know? <laughs> Like, uh, I feel like icky, and then I just... All right, I'm good. Yeah, poison's gone. We're ready to roll. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the roof of the shack next to Ed Harris wasn't supposed to be lifted when Maverick flies past. However, they only had one chance to shoot it. Uh, So it was was a very lucky occurrence, as the Dark Star was the only non-flying mock-up of the actual plane being used was cloned out and an Im- and an image of the dark star was was compo- composited over it. Oh shit. Yeah. That's so sick. But that makes for a great shot. Yeah, yeah that's the trailer shot right yeah, there. Yeah, that's the one that we were talking about. Huh? Yeah. 
I like it. The film, uh, the film is dedicated in memory of the original Top Gun director Tony Scott, who died by suicide on August nineteenth, twenty twelve, at the age of sixty eight. He had been developing his own version of the sequel before his death. Fuck. Yeah. I wonder what that would look like. I don't know. That'd be interesting. It would be interesting to see like um, like a script. I don't yeah. mind seeing it, like reading the script about that. Yeah. Like yeah, reading it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. I bet you there's one out there. We could Hopefully. probably find it. Yeah. The actors playing pilots not only had to film themselves during the during term, sorry. The actors playing the pilots not only had to film themselves turning the camera on and off, they also had to touch up their their own makeup, adjust their lighting and handle their own sound. Sometimes the director had to wait on the ground for hours for the actors to return to the to return with the footage. Adjustments would be made after viewing the footage and the actors would have to go back up for another take. <laughs> That's tight though. Yeah. That's magic right there at work. Movie magic. Love it. After extensive flight training on and and on the ground preparation, the actors joined professional pilots to hit their to hit the skies for ninety minutes at a time, a few times per day, and had to and had to hit their marks, check the lighting and makeup, remember their eye lines, and turn the cameras turn the cameras on themselves while airborne. This meant that Claudio Miranda, who relied on the sun as a primary primary lighting source prepped each day by studying flight paths and weather patterns in order to set the camera exposure before liftoff with no live film feed to track to track on the ground it made some it made for some nervous waiting periods for Miranda it got really nerve-wracking because it was really hard to predict he said I had to set one exposure basically because we were uh, we're not auto exposing the cameras and they're really specific so I have to, I have to look 50 miles ahead, while we're going, uh, while they were going, and know the terrain, uh, how deep they're going to go, and when to set the exposure, and hope that uh, the way over there, the weather doesn't change. <laughs> Shit, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Just, so when I was doing film, obviously you have to like you have to do your white balance, you have to do everything, right? yeah, just to make sure it's not shitty quality. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy that he was fucking. You have to do all that. Predicting it, dude. Yeah, fuck. for fifty miles at a time, and then just like, well, hopefully we get it this time. Yeah, fuck. That's crazy. Yeah, Val Kilmer told Entertainment Weekly that it was no time. It was like no time had passed when he was on set with Tom Cruise again, and it was it was and it was fun too. We blew a lot of takes laughing so much. Uh, said the sixty-two-year-old, and uh, it was really fun and special. 62, huh? Yeah. See, him and my dad are the same age. Yeah. Actually, how old am I? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I'm 30. So 30. My dad's actually 63. So. Nice. <laughs> They're probably about the same age, dude. What if my dad was just friends with Val Kilmer and I didn't know? Oh. <laughs> Since they had the imagine? same mustache? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Tom Cruise personally designed a three-month aviation training course for the new actors to become ready to handle riding in an F-18. That's tight. Yeah. Since Val Kilmer can no longer speak due to throat cancer, a company named uh, Sonatic, yeah, Sonatic, developed a voice AI that that Kilmer uses. It learned how to mimic Kilmer's voice, including the iconic way he handles or that he himself talks. The revelation that Kilmer used uh, used voice AI came during a New York Post interview with his daughter, Mercedes Kilmer. In the interview, she explained that how they dubbed the voice 
AI over Kilmer's acting to bring his scenes to life. They were able to dub him with his own voice, which is amazing, Mercedes explained in the interview. It's such a technical feat, being able to engineer his voice in that way, that it's an extension of the technical feats of the film. Oh, shit. Well, that makes me a liar, then. He didn't talk for this film. (laughs) So there we go. (laughs) You guys witnessed me lying (laughs) on air. Uh, But that's fucking tight. Yeah. I I don't know what to like. It's kind of terrifying, but it's cool. Mm Mm-hmm think about that dude yeah what's the whole video on um this it's called uh what is that what the fuck is it called corridor digital they're they're researching all this ai stuff and how it could replicate your voice and so they did that by scouring they had a pod they have a podcast and so they're scouring one of their partner's voices yeah and they, they had to find specific words and stuff that the ai could use and then he's like wait a minute how how legal is this yeah and so they asked him because he's like a lawyer too so he's like we got to have your permission to use this and he's like yes but only for this segment only never yeah. again well yeah because think about it you could fucking blackmail anybody you yeah. can fucking you can replicate a voice and mm-hmm. be like yeah i stabbed six cats to death yeah and boom incriminating evidence <laughs> boom <laughs> jail but yeah AI is a little getting scary now yeah, it is. Fuck yeah. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the shirtless beach volleyball montage that the montage had to be shot twice because Tom Cruise did not find the first version good enough. The reshoot placed additional pressure on the actors to get their ripped bodies back into reshoot, back to reshoot the scene. Cast member Glenn Palmer recounted, We shot it and that night we all went out for milkshakes and tater tots. Just like, just like Splurge and everyone grabbed a beer. And a week later Tom was like, We got to shoot it again. It doesn't. It wasn't good enough. We're gonna have to shoot it again, and then everybody back in the gym again, day and night. The sequence is being used very heavily to promote the movie after a similar scene in the original film became iconic and uh, and an audience favorite. The original film showed an intense volleyball volleyball game. That's true. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. it wouldn't be fucking Top Gun without yeah something like that. Should be topless volleyball <laughs> with Miss Conley. <laughs> Just going to keep on that. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn Powell admitted that uh, there was a healthy macho rivalry on set among the male actors to to outdo each other's physiques in the shirtless beach football sequence. As there was a lot of posing and flexing involved in the scene, he said, the amount of male anxiety around taking their shirts off, the gyms were packed day and night. There There was a degree of insecurity that you have never seen before. Not surprised, dude. Oh, yeah. It's literally a fucking dick measuring contest when you're on a set with like fucking nine buff I dudes. I doubt it. Like, damn. Uh, the Top Gun trophy belonged to Iceman from the original Top Gun movie can be seen on the wall of his office before and after he and Maverick hug. Ah, no shit. I was kind of, I don't really remember that, but I was kind of like looking around in his office. Yeah. I didn't catch that, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> Both Goose and Top Gun and Rooster in the sequel tell Maverick, come on, Maverick, do some of that pilot shit. That's tight. Yeah. The yacht that Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly are sailing in the movie is a J, J125. It is a 41-foot high-performance sailing machine designed by Rod Johnstone at J Boats. Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly did not use stunt doubles while sailing the yacht in very windy conditions in the San Francisco Bay. Fuck. In Frisco? That's yeah. kind of tight. Uh, Harold... Faltermeyer received credit because significant portions of his iconic musical score from Top Gun were reused for this film. Yes. 
which we like. Oh, yeah, so, I love the fucking so cues. Miles Teller was cast in the role of Goose's son, Rooster, beating out the likes of Nicholas Holt and Glenn Powell. All three were flown to the home of Tom Cruise, to, the star of this movie, for chemistry tests. Powell was later cast in this movie in a role beefed up for him, having impressed Cruise. Jer producer Jerry Bruckheimer, as well as executives at Paramount Pictures and Skydance for his audition. Fuck. That's pretty solid. Yeah, oh, I love his character. He's he like, looks he looks like him almost, you yeah. know? Like, his character is perfect for the fucking part. So. Mm -hmm. And I just love Glenn Powell's uh, hangman, because he's yeah. like the perfect asshole. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> Even if God, he, he did so good. He's Yeah, I, I love his character. Even though he's like, he's quote-unquote the villain, kind of, but he's not like evil. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, no, straight up. He's not... He's just a dick. Yeah, That's he's all just there's a fucking dickhead, it. and everyone, like, sometimes he's right, and he's like, fuck, he is, but you could have phrased that yeah. sentence better. You're such a fucking dick, but yeah. yeah, you're right. That's such a good name, though, dude. Hangman? Yeah. That should be a band name. Hangman? Ooh, fuck. Yo, you're going to go see Hangman this weekend? Ooh, Let's shit. I'm making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is now older than Tom Skerritt was uh, when he played Viper in the original Top Gun. Scarrett was 53 in 1986, and Cruz was 56 in 2018 when the movie was filmed, and 59 in 2022 when the when it premiered. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, so it was done in 2019? It was filmed so it... in 2018 and premiered in 2022. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of wild. A few years there. Oh. I mean, editing and fucking... I'm sure there was a lot. Yeah, post-production. And then there's the, like, they held on to it because of the pandemic. Yeah. Because they're just like, we don't want to... We're not going to make money if we put it out now, so yeah, let's just fucking wait. Good. Good thing they did. Yeah. The, uh, this, this film represents one of the longest time gaps between a film and its sequel with the same lead actors. Coming 36 years after Top Gun 1986. Holy shit. Though the wait would have been two years less had not been for the delays caused by the 2019 pandemic. Other right. examples of long sequel gaps... With the same lead actors are Tron, 1982, and Tron Legacy, 2010, 28 years. The Odd Couple, 1968. The Odd Couple 2, 1998, 30 years. Coming to America, 1988, and Coming to America, 2021, 33 years. Blade Runner, 1982, and Blade Runner, 2049, 35 years. And they all have the same actors? Yeah. And Tron, who was the same? Jeff Bridges. Okay. He was the, okay. the lead, yeah. Okay, perfect. But that Tron was great. I actually like Tron. Tron was good. Um, I've never I never watched Blade Runner. You haven't? Nope. Oh, you'd fall asleep for sure. But <laughs> you ever seen the? You seen the original though? No. You ever seen the original Blade Runner? Mm -hmm. I know. I know, dude. It's good. I'll watch it. Yeah, I will. Did you watch the new one? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, never seen it. What was the other one? What else you got? Um, Odd Couple? Never Odd seen, Couple. I've never seen that. Never seen that. And then Coming to America and Coming to America. I watched the first one. I didn't watch the, first, the second one because you told me it was shit. Do not. <laughs> I, uh, it's so bad. <laughs> I turn it off after a, a half hour. Beef does not turn off movies, guys. I don't. So that's pretty I, surprising. Sometimes I'll force myself to sit through, but this one is like, I, I, I can't fucking finish this movie. Yeah. That was like me with Under Wraps. From fucking Disney Channel. Uh -huh. They redid Under Wraps, and it was the biggest pile of dog shit. And then they made a second one off that same cast of the dog shit. Ugh. So, anyway. 
Not that that's the same thing, but still. Yeah, I just, I don't, the original is so, like, the first one is so good yeah. and funny. And this one is just, like, not. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So, sometimes, uh, like you're saying, things just aren't aren't meant to be yeah. remade. All right. Uh, Anthony Edwards gave the gave the movie two thumbs up, reciting posi- positively to the film and proclaiming mission accomplished. Tom Cruise even screened him the f- screened the film for him in person. Oh shit! And Anthony Edwards played Goose in the original. That's fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, and the in. Uh, at the insistence of Miles Teller, he learned how to play Great Balls of Fire on the piano himself without a double. He studied music when he was younger and still dabbles in it. Dang. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I just find it funny that, like, that song's hella old, and it's still, like, everyone in that bar, like, knew that song. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, yeah, that's not fucking real. Yeah, I'm like, I don't... <laughs> Who the fuck's singing right now? Yeah. <laughs> Put on Slow Ride. Come on. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking funny. Tom Cruise was instrumental in championing championing Val Kilmer to reprise his role as Iceman. Fuck yeah. Yeah. John Hamm accepted this role of the film without reading the script. Who? He was the the admiral. The hard ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Loggins did a re-record of Danger Zone for the film, but Tom Cruise insisted that they use the original. Yeah, I you know what? I was like is this the same fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was, but yeah, it's it was, so good. I love it. Jennifer Connelly is cast as Penny Benjamin. In the original Top Gun, that character is referenced by Meg Ryan's character in the diner scene as being an admiral's daughter that Maverick had, had dated earlier in the film. When Maverick and Goose were being chewed out, Goose asked Mav if the captain is, was referring to Penny Benjamin. As of 1986, version Connelly was 16 years old. Connelly is eight years younger than Tom Cruise. Dang, yeah. dude. The Navy's oldest fighter pilot retired at 54, calculating from Maverick's birth in 1962 and counting to 2022. This film actually, uh, when the film actually came out, he is 60 in this film, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, as pilots say. Oh, shit. Yeah, I always wondered that. Like, how old can you be before you have to, like... Give it up. Yeah, because it's so much just your body just going through all that pressure and... Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I have a friend who is a pilot. I should ask her. Yeah, just like, when do you know, like, when do you know when you're done, you know? Yeah. That's such a cool job, though. Yeah. Just thinking about it, like, you're controlling that big fucking piece of equipment flying through the air at those speeds. Mm-hmm. It's gnarly. So tight, though. <laughs> because, she su- because she suffers from a crippling fear of flying, Tom Cruise helped co-star Jennifer Connelly overcome... Her phobia by taking her on a ride on his 1946 vintage P-51 Mustang, a World War II plane he has owned since 2001. That's fucking kind of cool. Yeah. But before filming that with actors taking real G-forces in Boeing F-18 Super Hornet fighters, a jet-sporting IMAX-grade camera, cinematographer Claudio Miranda climbed into the cockpit himself. Uh, running months of camera tests and experimenting within cabin rigs, the Oscar-nominated Life of Pi director of photography was searching for the right combination of technology precision and artistry to capture the vi- uh, the visceral effects of high intensity aerial flight on the human bo- flight on the human body he wanted to put the audience in the pilot seat and never before as, as tom cruise's maverick took to the skies again 
so he's so he's strapped into a L L thirty nine Albatross jet, uh, the same aircraft Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, and the other castmates trained in to prepare their minds and bodies for the real thing. I went four G, said Miranda, smiling at the memory of his own flight missions. <laughs> and that was enough for me. I watched how uh, he watched how his own body reacted to the test film and learned some invaluable lessons. Because we were doing experiments with cameras, I was reading menus. I was reading menus and I realized that this was a terrible idea. As, as you're spinning in the plane trying to reset the camera, uh, he said. Anyway, I didn't feel very good after that. The experimentation proved how filming actors practically in in uh, an actual an actual fight could create a sensory visual visceral connection with the audience. He even got his pilot's license in the process. Speaking with speaking with the Times over video chat from Australia, he drove he dove into how and why the Top Gun Maverick team went to such great lengths to push the limits of action action cinema. Fuck, that's kind of tight. Get yeah. your pilot license just for fucking it is, acting just in a like, movie. I remember in the the original too, they had to create special rigs for like the cameras to be mounted on the jets and stuff. Yeah, and this one they just pushed it further. Yeah, by putting you in an actual cockpit and seeing actual takes off, takeoffs, fucking barrel rolls, and all that. So good. It is everything in, about this movie is great. Great. The filmmakers wanted to honor the original Top Gun as its director Tony Scott, whom cinematographer Claudio Miranda had actually worked with before coming a cinematographer on Crimson Tide. Now, I was only a gaffer, but I did understand the language that Tony Scott was always getting at with with warm warm gray, warm grades and longer lenses. He said, and we did pay homage to to that in some scenes. He spoke with the original Top Gun cinematographer. Jeffrey L. Kinball about the challenges they'd face on their production and added slight o- slight overall film grain to give it a little antiquing. It was while filming Maverick's opening sequence montage replacing the original the original's opening in homage that Miranda got an expected assist. He had he had been told repeatedly that they would not have any control over the directional movement of the aircraft carrier and might not be able to capture it in just the right backlight. Dejected, he was walking through a hallway when someone asked what was wrong. I'd go, it'd be great if the sun was 20 degrees to the left of the boat at 4, four o'clock, said Miranda. I didn't think anything about it. Walking up to the set early, the ship began turning. And I was able to get the best light ever. And I realized I was talking to, like, the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Only later did he think that the legend of the legend that Scott faced with a similar dilemma in the first Top Gun. And had cut a two a $25,000 check to change the course of the carrier he he was filming on in order to capture the now iconic backlit opening sequence. Because the original Top Gun did so well, a lot of the people that were on the ships were there because they saw the original movie. I felt that also gave us a lot, of, a lot more support than I think the first one had, said Miranda. Tony Scott paved the way for us. I find it hard to believe that anyone else is going to ever get that kind of access again. Ooh, damn. So sick. Yeah. Tom Cruise met with Ridley Scott to see if he would be interested in directing this movie, as his brother Tony Scott had directed the original. Scott, who had previously previously directed Cruise in Legend 1985, politely declined. He said that fast-paced, high-octane action movies were not really his style. However, he did draw up a list of directors he thought would be better candidates for Cruise. Damn. 
Directors Martin, Cand Martin Campbell, Joe Johnston, and Simon West were all contacted by Cruz with regards of directing this. Campbell said that at 75, as he was at the time, he was done with directing blockbusters and wanted to concentrate on small-scale films. Johnston apparently said that he was a fan of the original and didn't think he could make a film that came anywhere near it. It wasn't, no it wasn't known what happened with West, but some years previously he had a disagreement with producer Jerry Bruckheimer over directing Black Hawk Down and left to direct Laura Croft Tomb Raider instead. Ooh. Which wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the Kermode and Mayo podcast, Miles Teller said that they shot over they shot more footage for this film than the runtime of Lord of the Rings. Roughly eight hundred hours. Holy shit. That's impressive. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. Yeah. Uh, director Joe Kaczynski shared an amazing connection between the original and the new Top Gun films. Kaczynski, Kaczynski stated, I did have a couple of camera operators who worked on the original film. I had a number of crew members who worked... Oh, sorry. I had a number of crew members who worked on the original and our film. I'm sorry, I just fucking lost my place. And our film. And one of them was the ground-to-air operator. And he told me a lot about the, a lot of their ground-to-air stuff was shot on a specific mountain peak in Nevada. Uh, looking down, looking down to the training valley, so he went to that exact to that exact peak. I stood up there with him and four cameras, and our really long lenses, and we shot our ground-to-air stuff from that same place 35 years later, which was pretty awesome. Though Top Gun, though Top Gun 1986 director Tony Scott passed away in 2012, Kaczynski said that a couple of camera operators uh, Kaczynski said he had a couple of camera operators from the 1986 movie one of them actually remembered the exact same filming location and brought the production there to pay homage to the original film it's certainly rare for a sequel to film over 30 years later to not only have some of the same crew but end up featuring the same exact location this film accomplished that fuck was that Fallon yeah wasn't that the air yeah I think so the air yard in Fallon yeah tight but that's fucking sick. It's <laughs> yeah. like an hour away from us right now. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. We'll get to fucking throw a rocket hit wherever they were at. Yeah, yeah that's whatever it is. <laughs> Tom Cruise is five seven. The height uh, is five seven. It's five seven feet height, which is the ideal height for a fighter pilot. Shit, my fat ass wouldn't fit in there. Yeah, sure. my my fat and tall ass wouldn't fit in there. Yeah, it's not just a cockpit with me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cock and balls pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Joseph Kaczynski uh, deliberately didn't tell his cast members when he planned to shoot the shirtless beach volleyball scene. This annoyed many of the actors as they had to maintain their their exercise regimens throughout the entire production as the scene ended up being one of the last to be filmed. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick tells Brewster that they were that if he were to fly long enough that there would be other flyers who would he, who would be lost. His exact words were the same as Viper shared with him 36 years earlier when Goose was lost. Fuck. Yeah. While some viewers might regard it as a tactical mistake, the reason that the carrier group did not launch Tomahawk missile attacks on the on the surface-to-air SAM emplacements along the enemy airbase uh, is that most of the SAM sites were too close to the target area and that the resulting debris in the air would have vastly reduced the, the aviator's visibility near the hard target and ruin the hope of successfully striking it in the already narrow window of success. And the, uh, 
and endanger the intakes of the jet engines with flying debris, practically guaranteeing not only mission failure, but the deaths of the aviators risking their lives to fly it. Fuck. Admiral Simpson was named after the late Don Simpson, one of the producers on the original Top Gun. Oh, shit. That's kind of fun. <laughs> when, Maverick po- when Maverick posts uh, Mach 10.4 on the Dark Star jet, uh, he is testing, and the plane starts to malfunction, he is forced to punch out. He is then seen walking along the rural, the rural road towards Cecil's Cafe, where he asked where he was. A boy informs him that he's on Earth. To be more, ac- to be more accurate, the scene was filmed at the Halfway House Cafe located on the outskirts of Santa Clarita. It is about 128 miles away from China Lake, California, where he took off. Fuck. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. In the first, uh, in the first film, Maverick downed a, a MiG-28 combined with that and the two SU-57s he downed in the film, it gives him five kills, thus, make, thus makes Maverick the first U.S. ace since Vietnam. That's kind of tight. Yeah. Five piece, baby. Five piece. No, Nuggets. Bi- no biscuit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the reason the ejector seat didn't work in the stolen F-14 was that was in their haste to depart, they did not remove the safety pins from the eject seat which prevented the canopy to release and the seat rocket motor being fired accidentally on the ground. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, at that end scene. Gosh, that scene was so intense. Fucking edge of your so seat. So good, though. Yeah. The only pilot to crash during training was Phoenix, named after the mythical bird who rises uh, from its own fiery ashes. She then proceeds to fly the final mission. It was a woman? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> and last one. Miles Taylor grew ill and broke out and headed to hives after a flight. A trip to the doctor revealed that, that the actor had suffered an allergic reaction from the presence of jet fuel in his bloodstream. When Taylor told Tom Cruise about it, the latter quipped, Yeah, I was born with it, kid. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Fucking... Yeah, fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking tight. Anyway. Wait, what were you saying? That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All right, cool. That was a great, great movie, guys. Yeah. And you should watch it, too. Watch it five times like I did. Yeah. Do Pull a beef, watch it five times, or be like me and wait forever to watch it and then ruin your life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, make sure, speaking of ruining your life, don't ruin it. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. You can follow us on our personals over at X Chief underscore beef X and comic X Steve. Later. Later. This has been a ripe potatoes production.